Shalom to all! Today's office Chagig and Test. We are starting the fourth line with the Berea New Mishnah. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Maris Miriam, Sarah Basab, Yaakov, Moshe, Her Neshama Shadav and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Yerbech Mil, Mardachai, Ben Rabchayim, His Neshama Shadav and Aliyah. And the Mishnah says, Mishalai Chag Beyant of Rishishal Chag, someone who didn't bring his carbon Chagig, he didn't bring his carbonus on the first day of Sukkot, Chagig is called a regal, he's allowed to bring his carbonus through the rest of Sukkot, Vigyant of Achim Shachag, and even on the last day of Sukkot, meaning even on Shemini Atzeres, even though Shemini Atzeres isn't really part of Sukkot, he's still allowed to bring his carbonus that he was supposed to bring on the first day of Sukkot, on the last day of Sukkot, on Shemini now, over reg of Loichag, let's say Yantif passed and he did not bring his carbonos. He's not chayev, meaning he's not able to bring his carbonos anymore. And Al Zainamar, on this, the Pasuk says, and This is something crooked that cannot be straightened. And a lack that cannot be counted. He didn't bring his carbonos when he was supposed to. He lost his chance. That cannot be straightened. He's not able to bring his carbonos anymore. Now, Rashi Menasir, he says, What's something that's considered crooked that can't be straightened? That's someone who had relations with an erva, someone who he's not allowed to have relations with. For example, an Ashes Isha married woman. The highly man of Mamzer, and he had a Mamzer that was born from that union. Because in time of a guy of a guy, if a person stole something or robbed something, he's able to return that or the monetary value of it, and then he fixed up that which he did. But a person that had relations with someone who he wasn't allowed to, and a Mamzer was born from that union, now you can't do anything about it because the Mamzer was born, so Chuva's not going to help. The Mamzer was already born. Now, Rashim Marichayim, or he argues with this understanding of the Pasuk, and he says, You can't call something crooked unless it was straight and then it became crooked. Someone who had relations with an HSS, you can't necessarily call him straight. Perhaps he was always crooked. So if Eze, what's someone that was considered straight and now is crooked? That's referring to a Talmud Chacham who left the ways of the Torah, so he definitely was straight and now he's crooked. We're now going to the first part of the Mishnah, Menani Mili. How do we know this? How do we know that if a person did not bring his Karbanas throughout Sukkot, he's actually still able to bring them on Shemini Atzeris, even though Shemini Atzeris is a different Yontif. So Shmuel, he says, Namar the Pasuk tells us Atzeris B'Shvishal Pesach, regarding the seventh day of Pesach, it says the word Atzeris, and it says Atzeris B'Shvishal Chag, regarding the last day of Sukkot, which is really a totally new Yontif. It says the word atzeres ma'alolan Just like over there, when it's talking about Pesach, that last day is actually part of the tashlumen of Pesach because it's actually part of Pesach. Afkan tashlumen. So to over here, when it comes to Sukkot, the last day of Sukkot, Shmini atzeres could also be used for tashlumen, and someone is allowed to bring his Sukkot carbonos on Shmini atzeres, even though Shmini atzeres is not really part of Sukkot. Now the Gemara tells us that this gzeir shava is mufne. It's open. It's free. Now what exactly is gzeir shava mufne? So we know that gzeir shava is we have one word over here, one word over there, and we compare them and we say that they have the same halacha. Mufna means that those words that we use for the Xer Shava, they were open, they were free. We did not need them for a different drasha. Now, even if we did need them for another drasha, we would still be able to have this Xer Shava. However, the difference between Xer Shava Mufna and Xer Shava, which is not Mufna, is that if we have a question on Xer Shava, which is not Mufna, so then we'll just knock away that Xer Shava. However, if we have Xer Shava, which is Mufna, then even though we have a question on it, we're not able to knock that Xer Shava away. So we're saying that this Xer Shava is actually Xer Shava Mufna. The Elav Mufna continues the Gemara. If it was not Xer Shava Mufna, it could have I'd be able to ask the following question, which would knock away the Gzer Shava. The seventh day of Pesach is not different than the days before it. The days before it are considered Pesach, and the last day of Pesach is Pesach. I might not say the same thing by the eighth day of Sukkot, that it's different than the previous days. The previous days are considered Sukkot. This eighth day is not Sukkot, it's Shmini Atzeres. But since it's Mufna, this question is not going to knock away the Gzer Shava. The Gemara says, You're right, it is actually Mufna. And I would just say, Let's see how actually is a Mufna, how are these words extra? That we don't need them for a different drasha. Because my atzeris, what does the word atzeris mean? Atzar basiyas malacha. You should stop and not do any malacha. But Haksivit already says in the Pasuk, Loisasa malacha, you shouldn't do malacha. So atzeris to cause Rahman alamali. Why does the Pasuk say atzeris? It's redundant. We already said don't do malacha. Why say atzeris? Stop, don't do malacha. Elashmamin alafnui. We see from here that this word is extra. We have Xer Shava Mufna over here. And even though we have a question on the Xer Shava, we're not going to knock it away because the Xer Shava Mufna. And the Gemara continues, Vatana, the following Tana, Maisi Lamahacha, he learns this from the following drasha, meaning he learns that Karbanis that were supposed to be brought on the first 
first day of Sukkot, are allowed to be brought in Shemini Atzeh, or is from the following drasha. Detan you have a brisa. The pasuk tells us, "V'chagaisem oisay chag l'Hashem." You shall celebrate them as a chag for Hashem. Shivas yomim for seven days. Yachol yechayig v'haylach kol shiva. You might think that you could bring your kabbanos all seven days of Sukkot. Tamalarim. That's why the pasuk says, "Oisay it." Oisay at a chagig. You should be chagig. You should celebrate the first day of Yontif. V'yat a chagig kol shiva. You're not allowed to bring your kabbanos all seven days of Sukkot. You have to bring them the first day of Sukkot. So imkain if so, lamen emar shiva. Why does the pasuk say you should celebrate it for seven days? That's only the tashlumen for makeup. If a person didn't have the ability to bring them the first day, so then he's allowed to bring them the remaining six days of Yontif, but it doesn't mean that he's allowed to bring them all seven days of Yontif. And the Brasa continues, How do we know this person didn't bring his karbonus on the first day of Sukkot for whatever reason? That he's allowed to bring his karbonus all the remainder of Sukkot and even the last day, even Shemini Atzeres. That's why the Pasuk says, On the seventh month, meaning the month of Tishrei, you shall celebrate it. So if the Pasuk only said you should celebrate on the seventh month, I might think that I could bring my karbonus that I was supposed to bring on the first day of Sukkot throughout the entire month of Sukkot, even after Sukkot is over. That's why the Pesach says, I saw it. I saw it. You're supposed to bring your karbonus on Yontif itself. You're not allowed to bring your karbonus after Yontif, but you are allowed to bring your karbonus while it's still Yontif, including Shemini Atzeres, even though Shemini Atzeres isn't exactly Sukkot. And now we ask, what exactly is this concept of Tashlumen? That if we miss the first day, we're able to bring karbonus on the subsequent days of Yontif. So Rebbe he says, Tashlumen Derishan, everything is really just a makeup. It's a Tashlumen for the first day. You weren't able to bring your karbonus on the first day for whatever reason. So then when you're bringing your karbonus on day three through seven, it's as if you're making up that which you didn't bring on the first day. Now, Rabbi Shai, Omer Rabbi Shai says it's actually different. Tashlumen zelazet. Tashlumen works by one day being the Tashlumen, the makeup for the day beforehand. With cell phone plans, there used to be a concept of rollover minutes, that you had a certain amount of minutes you were allowed to talk. And if you didn't talk all those minutes that month, so they would roll over into the next month. So Tashlumen is kind of like rollover. There's a chiyuv on day one. And if that chiyuv wasn't fulfilled day one, so that chiyuv rolls over to day two, and it's as if there's a brand new chiyuv on day two. Now we ask Ma'abanayu, so what's the difference between these two svaras? Amr Abzeira, he answers, The difference is if a person was lame on the first day of Yontif, and then he became better, he became healed, and now he's able to walk on the second day. Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon says, Everything is just a makeup for the first day. Since he wasn't fit on the first day, he wasn't able to bring his covenants on the first day, he didn't have a chiyuv that first day, so he doesn't have this chiyuv the second day either, because it's just makeup for the first day. He didn't have a chiv to do it on the first day, so there's no makeup for the first day. Rabbi Shayam, Rabbi Shayam says, Tashlumen Zelazet, since they're each Tashlumen for another, so even though he wasn't fit on the first day, he didn't have a chiv on the first day, he is able to bring them on the second day because that chiv was rolled over to the second day. It's as if there's a brand new chiv the second day, and now that this person is able to walk the second day, so now he has a chiv to bring his karbanas. Now we're going to get into a protracted discussion trying to understand Rabbi Yechon's shita. The Gemara asks, so, Rabbi Yechon, Did Rabbi Yechon really say that? Meaning, did he really say that if a person is not roi on day one, he doesn't have this concept of Tashlumen, how could that be? And now we need to have a little bit of an introduction. So a Nazir is not to become Tameh Mace. If he does, he must first wait seven days, like all people that become Tameh Mace, immerse in the mikvah, wait till nightfall, and then the morning of the eighth day, he brings certain karbonas to the base of Mikdash, and then restarts his count of Naziras. But let's say he became Tameh again, before he had a chance to bring his karbonas. He has to go through that seven-day process again, go to the mikvah again, but now the question is, does he have to bring two karbonas, one for the first Tameh and one for the second Tameh, or does he bring only one karbon for both Tomas. So we have Machlikas about this. Vamar Chizkiah. Chizkiah says, Nitma maybe. If he became Tame during the day, meaning it's the eighth day before he was able to bring his Karbanas, he became Tame again, he would have to bring a totally new set of Karbanas. So he would have to bring two sets of Karbanas after he becomes Tahar the second time. Whereas Balayla, if he became Tame that night before the eighth day, Aina maybe, then he would not bring two sets of Karbanas. He would only bring one set of Karbanas. The reason Chizkiah holds that he would only bring one carbon if he became Tame that night before the eighth day is because he can't bring a carbon at night anyway, which means he wasn't right to bring carbon number one yet. 
right? And the chiyuv never kicked in. Therefore, he only brings one carbon at the end. Whereas Rabbi Yechonam, Rabbi Yechonam holds Afbalayla and Amimevi, he would have to bring another set of carbonas even if he became Tomei that night before the eighth day. So we see the Rabbi Yechonam holds of this concept of Tashlumen even though he's not Roy. It's that nighttime, he's not Roy to bring a carbon. Nonetheless, when he becomes Tomei at night, he would have to bring two carbonas. The first carbon he's bringing is Tashlumen for the one he should have brought a week ago, but he became Tomei, so he wasn't able to bring it. So once again, we see the Rabbi Yechonam holds that even though a person is not Roy, he still has a concept of Tashlumen. So Amar Vyirmi, Vyirmi answers, that's not a question. Shani Toma Toma's completely different. A person that wasn't right to bring a carbon because he was Tame, he does have Tashlumen, and we learned that from Pesach Sheni. If a person was Tame and wasn't able to bring his carbon Pesach, so he's able to wait a month later for Pesach Sheni and he's able to bring a carbon then. So we see that we actually do have the concept of Tashlumen, even though someone wasn't right, but that's only when it's a case of Toma. But not if it's a case where the person, for example, was lame, then we don't say that there's a concept of Tashlumen if he wasn't right. So there's no question on Rabbi Yechanan. But now Maskar Papa, he has a following question. Honey, that's good according to Mandamar Pesach Sheni, Tesson Bezan, Tap Tashlumen, Dirishenhu, that Pesach Sheni is a Tashlumen of the first Pesach. So therefore, we could say that we have this concept of Tashlumen by Toma. But El Mandamar, according to the Mandamar, Sheni Regolfne Atzmaihu, that the second Pesach is just its own Yontef and it's not considered a Tashlumen of the first one. So, Michael Mamar, what are we able to say? According to this, Rabbi Yechanan clearly holds that even if someone isn't Roy, he still has Tashlumen because we learned that from Nazir and we're not able to say that Toma is something unique that actually does have Tashlumen because we learned it from Karman Pesach because Karman Pesach, according to this Mandamar, is not a din in Tashlumen, it's a din in its own Yantif, it has nothing to do with Tashlumen. So Elor Rapapa, Rapapa gives a different answer why we don't have a question from Nazir on the sheet of Rabbi Yechanan, because Rabbi Yechanan holds a Laila in Mechazer's man. Nighttime does not create an issue of Mechazer's man. Literally, Mechazer's man means lacking time, but the way that we understand it is that even though this Nazir can't physically bring his Karbonus at night, that doesn't mean that he isn't Chayiv to, since he has a Chayiv to bring them, and it's only technicality that's holding him back, if he became Tomei at night, that is still considered a brand new Tomo, which isn't connected to the one he just finished, but with a person who was a chiger, he was lame and he became better on day two, he was never chayv on day one to say that he now has tashlumen on day two, therefore there's no question from Nazir on the case of Rabbi Yechanan when it comes to bring his karbanas on day two. The market he was asking, did Rabbi Yechanan really say that? Meaning, did Rabbi Yechanan really say that Lila is not a problem of Chasar's man? And before we continue, we're going to have to have a long introduction to this sugya, so let's try to pay attention. A man that has three Zava missions is Tameh. He has to count Shivanakim, seven clean days where he doesn't have any Ziva, go to the mikvah on day seven, and then the next day, which is day eight, bring Karbanas. And it's important to note that Ziva is different than Kerry. That's going to come up in a minute. But let's dive deep into this. Now imagine the following scenario. The night after he immersed for Ziva number one, he actually saw a Re'iyah, and then the next day, which was day eight, he saw two Re'iyahs. Rabbi Yechanan says that he has to bring a completely new set of Karbanas when he becomes Tahar. Namely, one set for the first Tama, and another set for the second Tama of Ziva. However, technically in this case, we should have an issue, because the first Re'iyah was at night, just after he was titled for his first Ziva, but before bringing his Karbanas. So how can we start a new count of Re'iyahs for him if he's still in the middle of his first Tumah? This Re'iyah at night should just be considered as an extension of his first Tumah, not the first one of a new count. So Maseches Krisis, Rabbi Yosef explains that this is because anytime someone sees Re'iyah, it's not looked at as the beginning of becoming a Zav, he simply looked at it as a Balkari. Even though we said Kari and Ziva is different, nonetheless, we look at him as just a regular Balkari. Only if he has another Re'iyah do we say that the first one he saw was actually Ziva, and now he's considered a Zav Balshtei Re'iyah, which is a lower level Tumah, and then when he sees a third time, he has to count Shiv and go through the whole process. So in our case that we just mentioned, the first Re'iyah, even though it was at night, before he had the ability to bring his Karbanas for his first Re'iyah, it didn't yet start a new count. It was only in the morning of the eighth day, after he became Chayev to bring his Karbanas, because it's daytime, that's when he saw another two Re'iyahs that were going to combine them with a nighttime Re'iyah to make him a Zav. Now that Gemara increases, Rabbi Shisha Breder of Iti argues with Rabbi Yosef in this particular case. Yes, in a general case, we're going to combine the first Re'iyah of a Zav 
to the other ones. But in this case, says of Shisha Braid Rav Edi, since his first Re'i was at night, before he finished Ziva number one, it cannot be combined with the Re'is that he sees during the day. And now, armed with this knowledge, let's go into the Gemara to try to see how Rabbi Yechanan actually does not say that Lila is Eina Mechusser's man. Because the Gemara asked for Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan said, Ra'achaz Belailu Shtayim Beyayim, this case that we just mentioned. If he had one Re'i at night and two more during the day, maybe, so then he would have to bring a totally new set of Karbonas. But Shtayim Belailu, Va'achaz Beyayim, Eini Mevi, if he saw two Re'is at night and one during the day, then he would not bring a new set of Karbonas. If you want to say that Rabbi Yechon holds, then nighttime is not considered Mechusser's man, and therefore, even though it's nighttime, a person is still considered Chayv to bring Karbonas for Ziva number one, and therefore we should be able to restart a new Ziva count even at nighttime. So in that case, even if he had two Re'es at night and only one during the day, he should still have to bring a brand new set of Karbonas for Ziva number two. So it must be that Rabbi Yechon actually holds Lila is Mechusser's man. So the Gemara says, no, Kikam Rabbi Yechon, why did Rabbi Yechon say this halacha that seems contradictory to his own shita, that's only Ladiver Ha'imer, Lila Mechusser's man. He was saying that halacha, according to the man Amr, that Lila is Mechusser's man, this is the halacha according to that shita. But according to me, Rabbi Yechon, that Lila is not Mechusser's man, that wouldn't be the halacha. Ask the Gemara Ladiver Ha'imer if he's actually saying his halacha, according to the man Amr, that Lila is Mechusser's man. So, pshita, that's obvious that if a person had two Re'iyas at night and one during the day, of course that wouldn't start a new Ziva count and he wouldn't be considered a Zav twice over. So, what's the Chiddush Rabbi Yechon is trying to teach us? So, the answer is, the whole Chiddush is the first case Rabbi Yechonon said that if he had two Re'iyas during the day and only one at night prior, so then he would be considered a Zav a second time over. And the whole Chiddush is, I would have thought that we're going to go with the question Rav Shisha Braid Rav Edi asked on Rabbi Yosef, and therefore this person who saw one Re'i at night and two during the day would not be considered a Zav all over again. Kamash the Chiddush is, because Rav Yosef, that we go with Rav Yosef's understanding of that Gemara increases and not Rav Shisha Braid Rav Edi's. Namely, that even in this case, the first Re'i at night is viewed as just a carry and therefore could combine with the two daytime Re'iyas to give him a new status as a Zav. But the bottom line that we get out of this Gemara is the Rabbi Yechanan is true to his Shita that Lila in a man and therefore there's no question from the case of Nazir on our case of Tashlumin for a person who is a Chigar on the first day of Yontif, it became better on the second day of Yontif. And the Meshad said, of a reg of Lechag, if Yontif passed and he didn't end up bringing his Karbanas, he doesn't bring his Karbanas anymore. And on that, the Pasuk said, this is something twisted that can't become straightened, and it's a lack that cannot be counted. And Amr Barhehe le Hillel. Barhehe told Hillel, who is Barhehe? So Tysus tells us that he actually was a Ger. And the reason why we're calling him Barhehe is because he is the son of He. He's the son of Avram Avinu that had a He added to his name. And he's also the son of Sarah. Sarah had a He added to her name. So either way, Barhe asked Hillel the following question. Instead of saying that this is a lack that can't be counted, we should say it's a lack that can't be filled. Because usually when you have a lack, you would like to fill it. You don't want to count the lack. You actually can't count a lack. So we should say it's a lack that cannot be filled. Ella Barhe gave a totally different understanding. This is talking about a person whose friends counted him in to do a mitzvah with them, but he decided not to be counted with them. So therefore, it's a chesron. It is a lack. He did not join them, so it's a lack that he cannot be counted anymore. And just like that, something which is twisted that cannot be straightened. That's talking about someone who didn't say kriyashma in the morning or at night, or he didn't daven in the morning or at night, and what does it mean a lack that cannot be counted? This is talking about a person who is counted by his friends to join in their mitzvah and he decided not to be counted with them. And Amrli Barhei Lahil Barhei said another thing to Hill. What's Pshat in the Pasuk? And you're going to return and see the difference between a tzaddik and a rasha. Someone who served Hashem and someone who didn't serve Hashem. So he asked, Isn't a tzaddik someone who serves Hashem and a rasha someone who didn't serve Hashem? So it seems 
seems to be that the Pasuk is repetitive. So Amar Leh Hill told Barhei, Avade, Veloy Avade, Travai Tzadik Gemurinenu, someone who served Hashem and didn't serve Hashem in the Pasuk are actually talking about two Tzadikim Gemurim. So what's the difference between the two of them that were calling one of them someone who is not an Eved Hashem? There's no comparison between a person who learns something, he chazered something a hundred times, to someone who chazered something a hundred and one times. So Amar Leh Barhei asked Hill, Umishum Chad Zimna Karile Loyavade, just because it is one time that he didn't chazer, he chazered a hundred times, but not a hundred and one. We're calling him that he's not an Eved Hashem. So Amalei Hill told him, in yes, save a and Mishuk Shel Chamar and go and learn from the marketplace of the donkey drivers. Asar Parsi Bezuzo, if you want to travel 10 Parsais with a donkey driver, you pay him one Zuz. Chad Asar Parsi, if you want to travel 11 Parsais, only one more Parsa, but Trey Zuzo, you have to pay him double, you have to pay him two Zuz. That's because if you're going the standard amount, so you get charged the standard fare. If you want to go a little bit more than standard, you get charged double. Same thing over here. If a person is going to learn the standard amount, which is 100 times, so he's just considered like a regular person. Only someone that does a little bit more than the standard can be considered an Eved Hashem, even though it's only one more time, he's still considered being an Eved Hashem, not the other way around. And some say the Rebbe Lazar that Eliyahu told Rebbe Lazar, Behold, I'm going to refine you, but not like I refine silver. The way to refine silver is by placing it in fire and getting rid of all the impurities. However, Hashem says he's going to refine us, but not the way he does with silver. And how is it that he's going to do it? The Pasuk continues, I've chosen you for the core of poverty. Core is something that you can refine something with. And so how is Hashem refining us? With poverty, with Aini. And Malamed teaches us, Hashem looked for all the good Midas to give to Klai Yisrael to help them do tshuva and go back to Hashem. And he found that poverty is the best way to go about doing that. And Amr Shmuel, Vitem Rabbi Yosef, Shmuel, and some say Rabbi Yosef said this, that's actually what people say, that poverty is nice, it's befitting Klai Yisrael, it's befitting the Yidin, like a red strap is befitting a white horse. The challenges of poverty bring out the whiteness, the purity of Klai Yisrael, like the red strap brings out the whiteness of the horse. And we'd say in the Mishnah of Shimonasi, Oymar Shimonasi says, What's considered an Ovis that cannot be fixed up? That is someone who had relations with an Erva, specifically understood over here referring to an Ashes Ish, and Now the Gemara asks, Are we saying the only way it's considered something that cannot be fixed up is if a Mamzer was born from this union, but if a Mamzer was not born from this union, it's something that could be fixed? But then you have a Bryce, Oymar Shimonasi himself said, If someone stole from someone else, he could just return that which he stole or the monetary value of it and then he fixed up that which he did. If a person robbed someone else, he could just return that which he robbed and then he fixed up that which he did. Someone who lived with a married woman and now she's ushered to her husband, he's banished from the world and goes away which means he can't really do tshuva. And says, We don't ask a mum expert to come and check out a camel or check out a chazir to see whether it has a mum to see if we could bring it as a carbon. We say, come and check out the sheep. The sheep was something that was straight. It was something that was able to be brought as a carbon. So we're going to bring the mum expert to check out to see if we could still bring it as a carbon. This is just another way of saying what we said in the Mishnah, that a mo'ovas she'enu yachaliskan has to be talking about something that previously was straight and then became crooked. The Azan, what's this referring to? Is Tamil Chacham Shapir Shmina Torah? This is referring to Tamil Chacham that left the ways of Torah. And Rabbi Hudim Lakasham, Rabbi Hudim Lakash says, call Tamil Chacham Shapir Shmina Torah, any Tamil Chacham that left the ways of the Torah, all of the of Aymer, the Pasuk says on him, Kitsipur Nededes, Min Kina, like a bird wandering away from the nest, Kain Ish Nedim Kaimai, so is a man wandering away from his place. And Vaimer, another Pasuk says, Ma Matsu Avisechem be Avel, what wrong did your forefathers find in me, Kiracha Kumealai, that they distanced themselves from me, meaning a Tamil Chacham leaving the ways of Tyra. But either which way, we have a question on Rabbi Shimon Manasseh from something he himself said. In the Mishnah, he said that Movis Loyuchaliskan is someone who had relations with someone he's not allowed to and had a Mamzer. But over here in this Brisa, seems to say that even if they didn't have a Mamzer, that's still considered a Movis Shainu Yuchaliskan. So we have a number of answers. Like Hasha, there's no problem. Our Mishnah is talking about if he had a 
relations with his sister who was not married, so he's not asking her onto anyone. And then the only way it would be considered a mu'uvah she'en if a child is born from that union. But Kanba Ishashesh, the Brisa was talking about if he had relations with a married woman, then you're right, that's a mu'uvah she'en because he asks her to her husband, even though there was no moms are born from it. Vibay Zayim, alternatively, we could say, Hava Hava Ishashesh, both our Mishnah and the Brisa are talking about he had relations with a married woman. Vlaikash, and there's still no problem. Kan in our Mishnah, that it's only considered a mu'uvah she'en if he has a child, is Yudam Ralf on top of Ba'inis. If he had relations with her Ba'inis, it was against her will, so she's not usher to her husband, and therefore only if a child is born from that union do we say that it's Mo'ovas She'en Yochaliskan. But kind of with this Brisa where it's Mo'ovas She'en Yochaliskan, even though she didn't have a child, that's Baratzan. If she did it willingly, so then she's usher to her husband. Vibay Zemal, alternatively, Hava Hava Ba'inis, both our Mishnah and the Brisa are talking about where he had relations with her Ba'inis, but like Kashin, there's still no steer. The Brisa is talking about he had relations with the wife of a Kayin, she is usher to her husband, the Kayin, even though it was against her will. Over here in our mission, it's talking about where he had relations with the wife of Israel. So then, since it was Ba'inus, she is not usher to her husband, and it's not considered a Mo'ovah She'en unless a child was born from that union. And now, just going back to the topic of a Tamar Chacham leaving the ways of Tyra, the Pasuk tells us, Shalom. To the one who goes and the one who comes, there's no peace. Now, what does that mean? So Amar Rafi says, If a person goes from learning Halacha, which means learning Mishnais, Mishnais are the explanations of the Psukim, and they bring you to the proper Halacha, and he just goes back to Mikra, he goes back to learning Psukim, so he's not going to have any peace because he's never going to be able to get to the proper halacha. You can't get to the proper halacha just by learning Chumash and learning Psukim. Ushmul Amr, he says, This is someone who goes from learning Gemara to learning Mishnayas. If a person just learns plain Mishnayas, he's never going to get to the halacha. But if a person learns Gemara, he could get to the halacha because the Gemara goes and speaks out all the different svaras and all the logic behind the Mishnayas. Even if a person goes from learning one Talmud to another, meaning he goes from learning Talmud Yerushalmi to Talmud Bavli, that's also considered someone who's Yaitse and Ban, he's not going to have any peace. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a brand new Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.